Cantonese Kids. I'm Rose. And I'm Zara. And together we're presenting this weekly podcast about what's going on in our world today. Each week we cover top stories across world news, politics, science, technology, entertainment and arts. Hi, it's Rose here. This week we will be discussing California wildfires. The destruction of a migrant camp in Greece, the latest news on the coronavirus pandemic, a proposed new law in the UK about photo editing, Roald Dahl Day, and how astronomers are searching for aliens in space. Our first story this week is about the spread of huge fires in California, in America. California, which is in the middle of a 20-year mega drought, often experiences severe fires during the autumn as a combination of a long dry summer and windy conditions creates the perfect condition for forest fires to start and spread. Some 14,000 firefighters are now battling 28 major blazes across California amid a historic heat wave. One of the fires, called the El Dorado Fire, was thought to have been caused by fireworks set off during a gender reveal party, which is where a couple expecting a baby have a party to let their friends or family know if the baby will be a boy or a girl. According to the New York Times, California's wildfire season is already the most severe in modern history. Measured by acres burned, more than 2.5 million acres of land have burned in this state this year. Nearly 20 times what had burned at this time last year, the fire has now killed at least 11 people since last month. Skies above the city of San Francisco have turned dark orange thanks to the smoke, ash and flames, giving the appearance of nighttime even during the day. Thousands of people have been evacuated from their homes. Climate change is thought to have been a contributing factor to the fire as California's average temperature has been increased by around 3 degrees over the past century, more than the global average of 1 degree Fahrenheit. Hello, this is Zara. Unfortunately, one of the other key news stories this week was also about destruction by fire. Earlier this week, there was a terrible fire at the Moira refugee camp in Greece on the island of Lesbos. The Moira refugee camp Greek officials said that fires broke out in more than three places in a short space of time. Greek officials said that a lot of the 13,000 migrants who lived in the camp would be temporarily placed on ships at a nearby port or in tents flown in from Athens. However, the Greek migration minister said that although there had been no casualties or loss of life, about 2,000 people might not have access to shelter. A state of emergency has now been declared. It is a particularly difficult situation because there has also been reports that 35 people had tested positive for COVID-19 at the Moira camp and authorities had placed the camp under quarantine last week. The Greek migration minister said that the fires began with the asylum seekers because of the quarantine imposed and some of those infected with the virus had reportedly refused to move into isolation with their families. Some of the Greek migrants told the BBC that the fire had broken out after scuffles between migrants and Greek forces at the camp. The Moira refugee camp has had a huge number of refugees for years. There are refugees from more than 70 different countries. 
The EU has tried to resettle these refugees in different member states, but governments across the EU have rejected different proposals and the refugees have continued to live in squalid conditions. It's Rose here again with an update on the latest news about coronavirus. Cases are continuing to rise in many countries around the world as lockdowns have eased and people have started to see friends and family again and return to work or school. In the UK, Boris Johnson announced last week that gatherings of more than six people would now be banned by law in an attempt to slow the spread of the virus. Mr Johnson also outlined ambitious plans for what has been called Operation Moonshot, which involves processing millions of coronavirus tests every day for the people living in the UK. His idea is that people could be tested every day for the virus before they go to work or to an event, and that new technology might allow the results to be available within as little as 20 minutes. Anyone with a negative result will then be able to carry out daily tasks in a normal way. Mr Johnson said a mass testing programme could be ready by the spring and could help the UK to avoid a second national lockdown. However, the plan has been met with scepticism due to concerns over how it would actually work in practice. In other news about the pandemic, one of the major vaccine trials known as the Oxford Vaccine Trial, developed by Oxford University and the medicine company AstraZeneca, was forced to temporarily suspend testing after our participant was admitted to hospital with an unexplained medical condition. AstraZeneca described it as a routine pause in the case of an unexplained illness and that an independent investigation will now work out if there was any link to the vaccine. An Oxford University spokesperson said in large trials illnesses will happen by chance but must be independently reviewed to check this carefully. This weekend it was announced that the vaccine trials were able to resume. Countries around the world are racing to find a suitable vaccine for coronavirus in the hope it will enable everything to get back to normal as soon as possible. Donald Trump has said he wants a vaccine available in the US before the election on 3rd of November. But his comments have raised fears that politics may be prioritised over safety in the rush for a vaccine. Nearly 180 vaccine candidates are being tested around the world, but none has yet completed clinical trials. Hello, this is Zara. This week, we came across a really interesting news story. One of the members of Parliament in the UK has proposed a law that would force all social media users and advertisers to label images where faces or bodies have been edited. There is a lot of editing software available and apps like Photoshop are often used by celebrities to make themselves look better. Some people think it is very wrong for celebrities to use apps like these because lots of people compare themselves to celebrities and they don't often think about the fact that photos might have been edited and these people then often end up having an unhealthy body image. Basically, people compare themselves to these edited images and they don't like their own body. 
The MP who has proposed the law is a doctor and said that he was inspired to introduce the bill after seeing firsthand the effects of these images on people's mental health. If the bill becomes law, it would require all advertisers, broadcasters or publishers to display a warning label when bodies or faces are digitally altered. There is a simple law already in France where any image used for business that is edited must feature a label of edited photograph and if it does not, companies are fined. Other people think that this type of law shouldn't be introduced and say that actually it is an individual's choice how they wish to represent themselves and if editing the photos makes them feel confident they should be able to do so without worrying about breaking laws. The bill is going to be heard in the UK on the 15th of September. Let's see if it passes and eventually becomes law. What do you think Rose? Should there be a law like this? I think this is about being honest and it's good to be honest. I really think that the law's a good idea Zara because if there's like this lady in the magazine that I want to be like and everything that the magazine says will work I try and then it just turns out overly worse I will be really upset and lots of people could be like that too. So the law's a very good idea. Hi, it's Lovie here. Did you know on the 13th of September it was World Dal Day, a whole day dedicated to celebrating the life and work of children's author Roald Dahl. 13th of September was Royal Dahl's birthday and he would have been 104 if he lived to this year. Sadly, he died in 1990. Royal Dahl wrote some of our best loved children's stories, including Matilda, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, The Twits, The BFG and Fantastic Mr. Fox. As well as an author, he was also a fighter pilot and spy during the Second World War. Speaking of spies, did you know Royal Dahl worked on the movie script of the film Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, which was based on a novel written by Ian Fleming, who wrote the James Bond series of books. I'm reading Child in the Chocolate Factory in class at the moment. What about you, Isa? Have you read any Royal Dahl stories? Yes, I've read lots of them. I've read Matilda. I read Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, I read Danny and the Champion of the World, and I read Fantastic Mr. Fox. I know that my favourite one is definitely Matilda, because it's about a girl who loves reading books, and I love reading books as well. Hello, this is Isa. Now, have you ever wondered whether aliens actually exist? I definitely have. Astronomers have been carrying out a large study of over 10 million stars to find out if, if there is any evidence of alien technology in space. This research has been carried out by astronomers in Australia and their findings have now been published in the publications of the Astronomical Society of Australia. The astronomers used special telescopes to search for powerful radio signals which could possibly indicate that there may be intelligent aliens. The team completed the deepest and broadest search of a patch of the sky known to include at least 10 million stars in the Vega constellation. A constellation, as you all may know, is a group of stars which form a certain shape in the sky. So what did they find out? 
Well, after observing the sky around the Vela constellation for 17 hours and looking more than a hundred times broader and deeper than before, they found no evidence of alien technology. The astronomers said that they were not shocked that they had not found anything, though, because even though it was a really big study, it was like trying to find something in Earth's oceans, but only searching the volume of water equivalent to a large backyard swimming pool. I like that description. It really makes me think about how huge space is. Maybe we just need to keep searching. And maybe aliens exist, and they don't use technology, so there are no signals to pick up. What do you think? That's all for this week. I hope you enjoyed our show, and thank you for listening.